What's up, Tea Party? It's Tea Time with Tatiana, your favorite time of the week. And as always, your girl is excited to share the tea with you. Listen, man, it's been two weeks since the last episode, and there is so much, so much for us to catch up on. If you have never listened to Tea Time before, if you're not a part of the Tea Party just yet, all you have to do is catch up on these episodes. Follow at Tea Time with Tatiana on Instagram. You can follow me as well, Tatiana Samaria, on Twitter and Instagram. And I talk about a lot of stuff. I tweet a lot now, so... (laughs) It's a little entertaining. It's a little fun. Y'all know y'all can get to know me a little bit on my social media platforms. But listen, that's all you have to do is listen to these episodes and be in contact with us um, in order to be a part of the Tea Party. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share it with your friends and your family. Tell them that it's tea time. And y'all, we have so much so much to catch up on and I am excited y'all y'all know we start we start with our updates because that's what that's what the tea party is all about we talk about real life issues week after week after week we just talk it out we are not perfect but we are just striving to be the best that we can possibly be so let me get into these updates real quick y'all um I'm still studying I'm still drinking water I'm still working out and I'm still in quarantine okay nothing has changed not a darn thing has changed, okay? <laughs> Nothing has changed. Um, my real estate exam is still scheduled for July. Hopefully that will not be canceled. So I'm still studying. I am still trying my best to lose weight. Although this past two weeks has been very uh, troubling. I went to um, Florida last week. My grandmother, we call her Big Mama, passed away. So we went there to, you know, bury her and say our goodbyes and things like that, see some family. And as you know, Florida is one of the states that their numbers are getting higher. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. Um, But yeah, so when I was in Florida, you know, I kind of just ate, you know, (laughs) I kind of just ate. I tried to keep up with my water, definitely. So, you know, flushed everything out. But yeah, so that whole losing an additional seven pounds this month may be a little slim to none, but I'm going to keep going. Okay. Because we have a lifetime to make sure that, um, you know, that I'm healthy and we don't do this just for a time frame. although I do want to reach my goal. Um, but this is a lifetime change for me, making sure that I'm constantly being active and working out or drinking my water and minding my business are all things that, you know, it's, it's a daily thing. It's, it's not just for a time frame. It's not just for a season. It's for a lifetime. So nothing much has changed. Um, Speaking which, um, like I said, I lost my big mama, which was the last piece of wisdom for me. I said that on social media over and over again. She was my last living grandparent. So for me, it was a, um, and I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but she definitely was my favorite. And it just, it, it kind of sunk in for me that she was the last, like, man, I literally have no more grandparents left. Um, but she was everything. She was my favorite. She hated being called grandma. Don't don't call that woman grandmama. Her name was Big Mama, even though she was far from big. <laughs> she had pretty hazel eyes, brown hair, and she loved to feed everyone. So for those of you who know who follow me, thank you for your condolences. Um, Florida, though. So we were in Pensacola, which I don't know how many cases were actually in Pensacola. We weren't in like a high area like Tallahassee or Miami um, or Orlando. We were in small Pensacola. However, y'all need to put masks on y'all face. When I tell you everywhere we went, nobody. There was a few people, but lots of people did not have masks on. And we were the only fools. And then we had N95s because one of our church members brought us N95s. They was like, you going to go down there, down there with these masks on. We don't want y'all to come back with nothing. So we had N95s and these custom masks that my mom made for my grandmother's funeral. And 
listen, these people didn't have masks on their face. And I said, well, that's why y'all numbers is up. Y'all disobedient. <laughs> Unlike here in Jersey, it's mandatory no matter where we go. Like our governor is not playing. You can't walk into Wawa, Walmart. You can't walk up to Rita's. You, like, you can't even walk up to the window without a mask on. It is mandatory in the state of New Jersey. There is no such thing as walking outside without a mask on if you have to, you know, be in contact with other people at a store. Listen, we went to the mall. And when we went to the mall, we all had... um our N95 zone because we knew that that was, <clears throat> excuse me, we knew that that was going to be one of the places where there would be a lot of people. Um, other places where there wasn't a lot of people, we just had our regular mask on, but the mall, you know, there's going to be a lot of people. We were in there. The only people that had on masks were the workers. And that's it. Like everybody else was just freely walking. Like the, especially the food court. I mean, it was packed. I'm like, this is crazy. It was only one store in the mall that made it mandatory for you to come in with a mask on. And um, I was in front of the store and this couple, <laughs> this couple walked past and she was about to go in and she was like, excuse me, ma'am, you can't come in this store without a mask. And the lady was like, excuse me? And she was like, you can't come into this store unless you put a mask on your face. And she was like, oh, wow, you can make that mandatory. Like, yes, yes, she can, sis. Yes, it's a whole pandemic coming around. This store don't want to, it cares less about your dollars and more about your life. And I was just appalled. I'm like, Florida is disobedient. But yeah, y'all, I don't care where y'all at. Florida, um, Georgia, Jersey, Delaware, Philly. I don't care where y'all at. Y'all, anywhere y'all go to be around multiple people, especially people that you don't know, you better put a mask on your face and the mask goes over your nose. Okay. Over your nose. Um, other than that, stay home. Stay home. So technically, I'm supposed to quarantine for 14 days because I was in a hot spot. That's not going to be fun because all I want is a pedicure and my eyebrows done. I mean, I want a few things as well. I'm probably going to get my hair braided in about two weeks. But right now, all I want is a pedicure and my eyebrows done. And I'm like, dang, I had to go to Florida last week. I had to, right? Like, it just had to be then. And literally, last week was when Jersey opened up. So I missed that whole, oh, nail salons are open. Oh, I missed that whole situation. And now that I'm back at home, y'all telling me I got to stay in the house for 14 days? The disrespect. But anyway, that's all my updates, y'all. Um, yeah, I'm just trying my best to study, work out, you know, still in quarantine. Ain't nothing, ain't not a darn thing changes. Working out, working and eating right and studying has been my routine for the last couple months. And that's pretty much it. So um, we're going to get into the timeline rant. If you listen to last week's episode, we talked about B. Simone. So we're going to talk about her again today, but in a different uh, different topic. So last week we talked about her not being comfortable and not wanting to date someone who works a nine to five because she's an entrepreneur. She feels like she should date someone who is also an entrepreneur so that they understand each other's hustle, basically. Um, so this week, well, the last two weeks, people have been talking about her in regards to her book. I don't have I don't have this book. But a lot of people I follow on Twitter and Instagram and some people who were reviewing it, like showing actual videos of the book. And um, so y'all know Tea Time is not a it's not a it's not a gossip session. It's not a session to talk about people. It's just a session to bring light to what's going on in the world, what people are talking about and to also provide a different perspective. So here's my perspective. Um, first of all, when I saw the book. 
in one of the videos I watched, I was very shocked. I was very surprised at what it looked like, the content that was in it. And before it was this whole lawsuit thing of what was in her book was plagiarized from people from Pinterest and small content creators. Before we even discovered that that was the thing, I can't even lie and say that the book did not look like Pinterest. It didn't like, it looked like she said, do, 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 print it out and then print a paper and call it a day. So I'm sorry, but that's what it looked like. But back to what I was saying, this perspective, um, <laughs> it is a lesson for beginning entrepreneurs. And I think I said this last week, like she's only been an entrepreneur for like 2.5 years. Like she ain't even been an entrepreneur for this long. So this is also a lesson for her. Take your time, create something, something authentically yours, especially with a book that was called Manifest the Life You Want. I feel like if you want people to know your story and respect your story and manifest the life that they want, just like you did, then why not create something that is authentically yours? Why get someone else to help you create this book when it represents you? You know what I mean? It represents your journey. Yes, you told them what you wanted in it, what you wanted to look like, but why couldn't you be a part of the process of creating it? Because honestly, if it was me and I saw what was in that book, I would have literally been like, did you create this or did you find this? Because I don't know, I would have asked more questions that more questions than she probably asked. Um yeah, I don't know. The book is about manifestation. It was just a lot of just things that you don't ever do. But anyway, I personally think she should not have rushed the product. Um, however, this is not a reason to cancel her. I don't really know this whole cancel cancel culture. I'm not really feeling it. But anyway, um, this isn't a reason to cancel her. It's a lesson that I'm sure she will learn from. She has millions of followers and they certainly deserve better. Um yeah, it's just 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 learn from this mistake. Um, she knows that she would never do this again. Um, I believe she's hosting a seminar on things like plagiarism and understanding the law and when you're creating things and stuff like that. It's a free webinar, which I get it. I understand she's trying to bounce back, whatever. But I hope this is a lesson to her and to other entrepreneurs that whatever you put out there, when you especially when you have a huge following like that, create it from the heart, create it authentically, and make sure that you are in every part of the process of creating something, especially if it's a book. Um, that's my two cents on it. <laughs> um, so the next thing we're talking about is Aunt Jemima, y'all, our pancake auntie. Our pancake auntie would no longer be, at the moment, I believe, would no longer be on the box or the syrup bottle. And here's why I'm sad because she represents good food. She, rep she represents good waffles. I don't like pancakes. She represents good waffles. And she's just a good representation of, for us and good food. And But I understand. I understand why Quaker is doing this, why they're removing her because, you know, it's a representation of slavery her family was not compensated. I don't know where people are getting these false motives from. She was a freed slave who was not um, compensated for this. She was a representation of what Quaker was trying to do at that time, which was sell good food. And we are the best representation of good seasoned food. Um, <laughs> so the movie that I would like you guys to watch to kind of give you an insight on what Aunt Jemima was first of all she's a real person but I feel like she represents more than one person um definitely I think she represents all of all of the slaves who were in the kitchen I think she represents all of them um The Imitation of Life is a really good movie to really um explain um what Aunt Jemima is all about 
and the whole pancake and syrup, the whole, the whole nine yards about breakfast and, you know, the representation of why she was on that box in the first place. So please watch that movie, get yourself, um, some knowledge. You can look it up. I'm, I was very surprised that a lot of people didn't know she was based off a real person. I was like, oh. this goes into my next point. My next point, um, we're going to talk about Juneteenth, y'all. Juneteenth was June 19th, and it was the blackest day of 2020, and I was very excited. I was out there with my mask on um, celebrating people. We had a few events here in South Jersey. Um, Juneteenth is also known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day. It's the earliest known date of the emancipation of slavery in the United States. So on June 19th, 1865, the Union soldiers landed with the news that the war had ended and all slaves were now free. Um, I personally did not know about Juneteenth until I was in college um which I feel like it's very sad how our African-American history is not fully taught in school um we we pacify our history very much to just slavery as if our ancestors weren't much more but here's here's also what my issue with our history being taught in schools is is if I'm learning about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Sojourner Truth um, Harriet Tubman, if I'm learning Malcolm X, if I'm learning about those individuals in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, then why am I still learning about those same individuals in high school? I don't get it because regular American history, it, it's to me, it's in levels. We, I learned, I think I learned fully about the Holocaust and I mean, and Frank's diary and we watch movies and things like that. I think we fully learned that in middle school but in high school it was just an area that we touched on it wasn't necessarily something that we spent like a whole month or a semester on um and I realized from the time that you were in kindergarten first grade second grade to the time that you reach 12th grade the American history it is it's taught in in um I don't know what the word I'm trying to use. It's taught in segments. You know, it's it's levels to this history, right? Because some of the things that you learn and you see and you watch when you're in 12th grade, you may not be able to fully comprehend when you're in kindergarten or first grade. So my issue with the black history is that we are not taught our history in, in, in levels the way that American history is taught. And it's sad because black history is American history. And I feel if we were able to somehow create a curriculum that number one, incorporates black history into American history, and number two, is taught in level so that by the time I'm in 12th grade, I don't know the same thing I knew when I was in first grade, then I think everything will be all right. You know what I'm saying? I think everything will be all right. I think that is our problem. And the fact that Juneteenth is something that we just now discovered was an actual thing um, in 2020. I am proud. I am proud that we are finally, finally, hopefully making some type of change, but it still shows how far our country has to go. Um, and that's what, you know, based off what I was just saying about Aunt Jemima, it's sad. We didn't know that she was based off of a real person. And it's like, man, if I had have been taught this type of stuff in school I would have known small things like that and why it matters so much when I go to the grocery store and I see her black face like why that makes me feel happy it's not just a feeling it's a part of my history right um so I just feel like black I just feel like American history in general needs a total recall in our education system and what our children are learning in school um and let me tell you right now um if they don't teach my kids I will and it's going to be a, it's going to be a lesson for all of us because there's still stuff that I feel like I should know that I don't. Um, 
And it'll it'll be a time where me and my children will be learning together, reading books together, watching movies together, um, because there's so much more that they need to know than I know. Um, so yeah, that's it about Juneteenth. Um, Father's Day passed. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, baby fathers. Um, and I will say this year after year after year after year, I always say my father is the standard. Okay, if you know what the standard is, um, just follow me. <laughs> follow me on my social media pages and you'll understand why I'll say my father is the standard. But no, seriously, because I have yet to find someone who is as humble, loyal, honorable, respectful, loving, um, and integral. He's very analytical. I think that's probably a pro and a con about him. Um, but as him, and and that's the reason why I will say year after year, my father is the standard until I find a man who is the standard as well. Amen. Um, lastly. Lastly, so I talk about my favorites sometimes on Tea Time. Y'all know I talk about Mike Todd sometimes, Sarah Jake Roberts, that's my sis in my head. Um, I talk about a few people, but I rarely talk about her. Um, did I review her album when it came out? Wow, I don't know if I did. Y'all, I gotta I gotta catch up. But anyway, Kiera Shear. If y'all don't know, y'all gonna know today. I'm gonna learn today. She is my absolute favorite. I love Kiera Shear. We are, I wouldn't say close in age. She's closer to my sister's age. We aren't that far. She's about six years older than me, six or seven years. Um, but I grew up on her music. I grew up on her when she was little, when I'm, you know, we both growing up together. I grew up on her music, her family's music. Um, and it's like, I grew up with her basically. And I like I watch her YouTube channel and everything that she when she's talking about, you know, being a PK, being in the limelight, being a Christian, being talked about, you know, just wanting to live her life. I get it. And low key, like I'm not Kiara Sheard. I'm not famous like her. I'm not church famous with these people, whatever they call it these days. I'm not any of that. But I understand it to a certain extent because I am a PK. My father and my mother does know a lot of people. People know me that I don't even know. And I get it when she talks about just wanting to live her life and just her story and my story. I just, I get her when she be saying stuff. I'd be like, I get it, sis. I get it. So basically let me, let me, let me reel it all in. Right. What are we talking about today? Kiara Sheard is a whole fiance y'all. Sis is getting married and I am so, so, so excited. And I know you're like, okay, why is this news? Why is this the timeline rant of the day? So <clears throat> let me clear my throat. First of all, apparently I follow a lot of church people because y'all were going in when sis got engaged. Y'all were going in and I enjoyed my timeline, but this brought up an interesting conversation because number one, the man that she is engaged to is not a musician. He's not um, a minister, elder, pastor, not from my understanding. Um, and number two, he don't like, don't nobody really know him, right? He's not like a well-known person. Um... And some of y'all were itched the wrong way um, when y'all discovered who this man was. And I thought, well, I'm not going to say some of y'all. It was the church boys. The church boys and the musicians were mad. Okay. And um, there was a lot of people on my timeline saying, oh my God, Kiara Sheard is engaged. I am not okay. And at first I was like, this is hilarious. This is funny. Cause you know, you grow up, you like somebody, you know, that's your, your gospel crush, whatever. We've all had those, right? But this brought up an interesting conversation when we discovered who this man was. Okay, his name is Jordan Kelly. 
So Kiara Shear about to be Kiara Kelly, and I absolutely love it. Um, so a lot of people were mad, and this is just me just um giving you insight on what people were talking about on my timeline. So people were mad because he doesn't look like a church boy, even though what the heck does that even mean? Um, and he's not well known. Like people don't know him. So I watched a video and and the guy was like, Kiara is engaged to a whole nigga that we don't even know. We don't even know where he came from. And I was like, y'all aren't really that mad. But anyway, so this, her engagement brought up a very valid um, and interesting conversation that I actually stumbled across on Twitter. And um, it was basically a thread. I don't even remember where her at is right now, where her handle is. But it was basically a thread on why church women are no longer interested or attracted to church boys. And I said, well, she she gave some very good valid points that I'm not going to touch on because that would be me plagiarizing. Um, I came up with my own. Because I, I, I resonated with some of the stuff that she was saying, but I was like, mm, there's a little more. There's definitely a little more. Um, so here here I go. And before y'all try to slander me, um, I'm going to explain what a church boy is. Because y'all know, y'all, we, people use the term church girl, so I shouldn't even have to explain it. But I'm, I'm going to explain it for those of you who are like, okay, well, why wouldn't you want a church boy, girl? Like, what's wrong with you? Would you want somebody on the street? No, sis. Let me... Um, let me explain to you what I mean when I say church boy, okay? <clears throat> okay. A church boy is a boy that obviously grew up in church, um, but that's all they seem to know, okay? They have no knowledge of the outside world. They don't know how to handle strong-headed women um, because, you know, nowadays we're in pulpits starting businesses. We not just barefoot in the kitchen anymore, um, having babies, you know. They have no knowledge of how to properly lead. Um, and I honestly believe that that stems from uh, the church being too focused on training women to be wives and not enough men to be husbands. Um, they are churched with no discipleship. Um, and let me explain that because y'all may not understand what that means. So there's a lot of men out here who are little, literally church. They go to church, they go to church, they go to church, they go to church. But there's no discipleship. There's no leadership that they are under, that they respect, that they um, can model themselves after, um, that could really help them, you know, master their emotions, um, understand their past. The things that we focus on as women, they don't, they don't, I don't haven't seen, um, in a wide variety, I should say, cause I'm not going to say this. I've never seen it cause that's not true, but, um, on a bigger scale, on a larger scale, um, there isn't enough of discipled men and, um, yeah, they're trained, to be ministers, pastors, elders, good musicians, you know, all that good stuff. But they can't change a tire. They can't fix a faucet. Um, they can't fight. And and let me let me explain because um if I gotta have hands, baby, you gotta have hands. Okay. Um, they just aren't fully discipled in how to handle their emotions, their past, their ego. I mean, all of the above, they're not trained, but us. Oh, we have to make sure that we conquer our emotions, our past traumas, and make sure that we know how to cook at least five good meals. Make sure we know how to wipe the faucet down, wipe the toilet seat down. Make sure we know how to clean the house. Make sure we know how to uh, be a keeper of our home, which might I add is more, um, than just cleaning, you know, making sure that you are covering your family and prayer. We got to make sure we do all of that before we become somebody's wife. Um, but, uh, what, what, you know, what are we teaching our men and the church? Um, I just feel like there isn't enough 
discipled men, mainly because there isn't enough examples um, of good disciples, men to disciple other men. Um, I hope that makes sense, but there isn't enough. Um, yeah, I can, I can talk about this for days. <laughs> um, but bottom line is I'm not interested in someone who is simply churched and can tell me five ways or five words they can translate from English to Greek or English to Hebrew. Cause I can do that myself. I'm a, I get it. I understand. Um, but I mean, practically like what, what are we doing here? Um, and we think about a woman who has, well, they think about a woman who has to be submitted. You know, they always talk about this S word, the submission word. And the reason why women don't like that word is because of how the men expect it to look. Because submission has nothing to do with me feeding your ego. Because I'm not minimizing myself just to make you look or feel good. Because baby, if I know more than you, then you need to learn from me and don't be insecure. I was listening to a podcast, uh, 30 Minutes with the Perrys with Preston and Jackie Perry. And per uh, Preston said, headship is not a qualification. And that just pretty much means ain't none of us qualified to carry out a relationship how God wants us. None of us are qualified. Let's let's be clear. Um, it's a calling and we all fall short and we all look a mess while we're doing it. But we're in this together spiritually and practically. And that is why I fully understand why Kiki chose someone who attends her church, but they, you know, may not be well known or your average church boy because we got to, we got to have more in common than just church. We got to, we got to have more in common than just church hopping to concerts every weekend. Okay. We got to have more in common than that. And I feel you sis. And it was just hilarious how it went from, oh, Kiki's engaged to who is this man she engaged to, to he don't even look clean or he don't even look like a real church boy, even though what is, what is that even? Um, and then to this conversation of, Okay, well, let me tell you why she chose him. And I'm I'm thankful for the for the young lady who started this conversation because I think it needs to be talked about more. And um first of all, I feel like the men feel the same way, but this is going to be an entire podcast topic I feel like coming up and I want to add more, but I feel like it would be better to add more perspectives than just mine cuz like I said I can talk about this all day. Um so if you want this to be a topic, if you want this to be um, a conversation, a dialogue um, between men and women or just women, how, however we may do the episode, please let me know. Because if you're interested in being a guest to talk about this topic, let me know, because um, I, I just want y'all to know that this is how I'm popping up with some men don't nobody know. I just want y'all to know that um, I'm cool with him being real um you know real cute but don't nobody know him like I'm really I'm okay with that so sis I feel you go get him I'm happy for you um I'm excited and you know she had like I said she has her own YouTube channel and stuff like that so she calls her people the keychain and I'm definitely a part of the keychain uh that's my sis for real so y'all we're well into this podcast episode and of course as always I have to leave you with the topic of the day and um it's just something that I've been thinking about in regards to what God um, wants me to do in my life and just also thinking about, okay, God, why isn't this or why doesn't, you know, what I'm doing look how I want it to look or, um, you know, I just, just, just think about something that you've started 
or something that um, you've looked into or you've been well into. It could be years. It can be, you know, months, whatever. And you're just like, okay, God, well, why doesn't this um, why is this not taking off? Like I want it to take off. And, you know, as always, I can use myself as an example. When I started tea time on YouTube, I was frustrated. I'm like, this is not how I want it to look. This is not how I thought this was going to be. God, why is nobody watching my videos? Why is nobody sharing? Why is nobody supporting? And it came down to, and that's just one part of my life. There's a bunch of other things that I ask God sometimes like, okay, well, God, you told me to do this. Why is this not, you know, going, going further? Then it should be. And it all boils down to the law of consistency. And I'm going to explain to you uh, what the law of consistency is. So first of all, the beautiful thing about God is he doesn't change. Okay, he's very consistent. It's honestly one of my favorite things about him, his patience and his consistency. Because um, I'm a hot mess. And to have someone who is patient with me like God is, is much appreciated, okay? Um, but consistency is the one thing that works. When we try to find other solutions to getting rich quick or how to lose five pounds in five days, how to build a business in a month, etc., it almost never works. Because, because consistency, however does the work being committed to something every single day eventually you will see its fruit so the starting point isn't always perfect so it may take time for people to notice that what you have to offer is worth it it's quality you know the quality of your project uh, excuse me the quality of your product or service may not be 100 starting out but you learn as you continue you will never ever see the fruit of your labor if you aren't if you are not consistent so i talked about this before on a few episodes um, while back saying like, man, if I had a stuck with tea time the way I was supposed to, it possibly could have could be further than it is now. And I wouldn't be trying to figure out, you know, different ways to figure out how to make tea, tea, uh, tea party a community and how to, you know, really just push this thing. Like if I had to just kept going, it was about consistency. The year that I started now tea time would have been about five years old. Like, it would have been something that could have potentially grew into something greater now um, if I had have been consistent. Um, so I think about it daily. Like I said, I think about it daily, um, even with working out. Think about working out, right? We want this body, right? But you will only get the body that you would desire with consistency, okay? Like if we had coins for surgery, that might be a solution, okay? <laughs> but since it's not, we have to work for what we want. Our goal is to level up. Okay. Okay. At the end of the day, our goal is to level up. We don't want to be at the same level for too long, but leveling up requires showing up. Okay. Let me tell you that. Let me say that one more time. Leveling up requires showing up. No matter what, you have to keep showing up. Even when you feel like no one is listening, no one is watching, no one is buying, when the pounds are taking extremely long to come off, you still have to show up because in the event that you stop showing up, that means you're going to be at a standstill. You're going to be stuck at where you left off. And then when you pick it up again, you're going to be wondering, okay, God, why is it, why isn't this going as far as it needs to go? Because you weren't consistent. You weren't putting your all 100% focus into this thing that I gave you so that I can potentially make this great. If you're not consistent with it, it's not going to grow, right? If you're not consistent with it, it's not going to grow. If you want your business to level up, you got to keep showing up. 
And I know a few people that have tried so many different things within a year and go to something else because it didn't work. And then they're starting something else because that didn't work. Then they're starting something else. And I just constantly keep thinking like, man, if you had stuck with one thing long enough to see if it would work, you would love what you do. You would stick with it. You would be consistent with it. And you will see the fruits of, its la- of your labor. You will see it. I promise you will. So the law of consistency is really all about showing up. It's really all about, okay. Um, when I think about social media, I always think like, okay, you know, I do a podcast, I'm a singer, you know, I do all these things and I'm like, okay, social media is a big thing in this industry when it comes to, you know, people wanting your product and wanting to know who you are as a personality. But when, so when I don't post, I'm like, okay, what am I giving my people? I want them to listen to this episode, but what am I giving them from the time I record this episode, upload it to the next episode? What am I giving them? So I'm constantly thinking about, okay, Tatiana, you got to post at least twice a week. Make sure it's something engaging, something that people want to read, something that people want to, they want to know you. They want to know what you're talking about in your podcast, things like that. So I always think about small things like social media or big things like um, if you want to get to a fashion industry, okay, well, you need to be writing down at least two or three ideas a week on what you want that to look like or what you want your next outfit to look like. If you're not giving your all, if you're not being consistent in the thing that you say you love, you're going to start to not like it because you're not going to see the fruits of its labor. And then you're going to feel like, okay, this is a job more than it's something that I love. You, In order to get to that point of when you love to do something and it doesn't feel like work, you got to work to get there. And I know it sucks <laughs> because we all wish that we can just start off at this good point. Like, Oh, hey, you know, I got this million dollar loan for my dad and, you know, he started me off in this great construction company and now I don't really have to work for it because I got this good start. Like not everybody's story is like that. Some of us have to start from the bottom. Okay. And now we're here. Some of us have to literally start from a starting point where it says, okay, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to be consistent each and every day until I see my business level up. So that's the law of consistency. Just keep showing up. Honestly, honestly, that's really it. If you want to level up, it requires showing up. That's all I have for y'all today. I know the topic of the day is always probably like the shortest part, but it's really just something to really give y'all to think about throughout the week. Like, okay, this thing that I'm working on, this is what you can think about this week. This thing that I'm working on is not giving me what I needed to give me. I needed to give me coins. I needed to give me followers. I needed to give me whatever it is that you're looking for this to give you in return on. But you got to look in the mirror and say, am I really being consistent? Am I really showing up when I don't feel like it? Am I really giving my all? And then there you go. It's like, or am I just giving y'all a half, you know, half episode just because I got to record it. No, each and every episode I write out, I know what I'm talking about because I never want to come behind this microphone and just hand y'all okie doke just because, okay, tea time ain't been in five weeks. Let me just give them an episode. No, even if it's five weeks late, I make sure that each episode is great because this, I want tea party. I want the tea party eventually to be something that is great for millennials to have for accountability, to really just be open about different perspectives, um, to talk about our goals. I mean, listen, we, like I said, we're not perfect, but we got things to do. Like we got stuff to do. Okay. And at the end of the day, if this is the way we get to that point, if we talk it out week after week and being accountable for each other, man, I can't wait for this to become something bigger. Um, but until now, it's all about the law of consistency and consistently showing up to see the fruits 
of our labor. Y'all, Tea Party, listen, I love y'all so much, <laughs> okay? And I want y'all to let me know what y'all think about this episode, what y'all think about the topic of the day, the things we talked about. If there is anything you want me to cover, please, please, please let me know. Y'all know I'm willing to cover almost anything and talk about anything to bring my perspective. If you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. Um, there's so many things we have to talk about I have some plans for season three, just like I did with season two. And then here go Miss Corona. Um, but I'm going to try my best to, to here we go, be consistent and not just give y'all the bare minimum, but to make sure I'm giving you all 100, the 100% all that I have to give to make sure that this is um, good quality for y'all. And I thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Thank you for rating. Thank you for re leaving your reviews. I am always excited to read your reviews about the podcast it literally brings a joy to my heart to know that people who listen are enjoying it it really does um so I love you tea party make sure you share make sure you subscribe make sure you tell somebody that it is their favorite time of the week it's tea time all right I love you peace out